Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good. Good. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing the final two episodes <gasps> slash... OVAs? Original video animation. Is Ooh, that what that means? I guess I don't so. Care. Um, That's what it means of now. Of Bacano. The show where a lot of stuff happens for no good reason. And I like it. It's good times. It's but... good Bacano. But the <laughs> ending is kind of just a bunch of stuff happened and stuff will keep happening forever. I mean, that's... Our lives. Yeah, that's the point. Maybe this Carol. is... Carol. Oh, I get it now. I was Carol all along. Yeah, Claire Stanfield rips off his mask to reveal Carol. <laughs> hey, did you know, Liam? I didn't. That this episode... Who's that, Liam? ...is brought to you... I just got hit on the head by a coconut. I got amnesia. <laughs> Who's Liam? You're Liam. Oh, my God. You're Liam S. Smith, one of the co-hosts. That doesn't sound right. Well, would you believe that we have a Patreon... <laughs> We have a new patron on the Patreon. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I went there. And they're called Call Me K. Oh, wait. Hang on. Is that a command? K. Their name is K because their name is Call Me K. Call Me K? I will. But don't call me maybe. Oh, God damn it. You've ruined everything. I had Good this... song. Carly Rae Jepsen. I mean... I'd... Top 10 hit of my life. Is that also one of her songs? No, that's, that's just a fact about oh. that song. That sounds like it could be one of her songs, though. Top... Ten something of my life. I've already forgotten what it was. Hit of my Nick, life. You're not a pop star. I'm not a pop star. And with that attitude, you never will be. Never let me put you down like that. <laughs> that was a trap. That was a that was a, a trick and a test, and you failed both of them. <laughs> Wait a minute. That just sounds like an insult. It was also a trap. <laughs> it was a and trick. And a trap, my friend, has been sprung. Thanks, call me K. Thanks, call me K. For, for helping me get your Patreon support. For having me get tricked, trapped. And sprung. And also trounced? When a girl walks in. With an itty bitty K? Nah. Nah, it's not going to work. But you know what? You're alright, K. You're alright by me. Now, you get to live. Now before we proceed any further. Before we get proceed. Weird energy in the room today. You told before me. Before we proceed any further. Nick has a test and a trap for me. You said you had a theory of liking okay, things. So we were bantering just pre-record. And I mentioned to Nick that yesterday I came up with, um, what did I call it? The, uh, the Liam S. Smith theory of liking things. Yeah. As you posited, it was liking shit. But we'll go with liking and things I think, for uh, academia. I think this, long-term listeners will see that this bears out many of my opinions about basically everything we've discussed on this show. Ever. Uh, Even I was impressed at how accurate this was. <laughs> So the Liam S. Smith theory of liking things, mm -hmm. uh, particularly with regards to fictional media, mm -hmm. uh, posits that any piece of media uh, can be enjoyed if examined through enough layers of either irony or lit crit bullshit. Mm. Mm. Truly, I was impressed at this thought. <laughs> uh, this theory holds fucking water. Now, I haven't decided yet if the irony and the lit crit bullshit are mutually exclusive or not. If it's a Ooh. spectrum or if it's like a Venn diagram. If it's like both overlap too much, does it become like a, ah, uh, nah. Then we, get, then we get a fiction singularity and the universe <laughs> collapses within my own brain. But can you, can you enjoy both ironically and through lit crit bullshit? Is that possible? I just asked you that. But no, no, no. I mean, like... I just said I hadn't decided. But is that... No, I mean, is that even possible as a thing? Like, not even in the Liam S. Smith theory. Because you could 
in theory, have both overlapping. But I want to know, by human standards, can you enjoy it, ironically, and through Lit Crit? I don't know. That's what I was saying. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I thought it was just for you. No. Mm. So, um, so what's a good example? Okay. Um, Death Stranding. I mean, Death Stranding is just good, first of all. But, but... why do you like it? Themes? Themes. Gameplay. Okay, yeah. I just, okay, Death Stranding is a bad example because I just flat out like Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, okay. But let's talk about, say, something that I don't like on its face mm-hmm. but can contort myself sufficiently to see the value in. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, the uh, Michael Bay Transformers movies. Yeah, okay. Are we talking irony or lit crit, though? Because either I'm way... I'm talking lit crit in this particular instance because Excellent. you watch the Michael Bay Transformers movies and they are... Um, Bad, Bad. and they are glorifying the uh, American imperialism and the military-industrial complex. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. then you watch it and you apply a few layers of bullshit Mm -hmm. and you see that, oh yes, Optimus Prime is actually the bad guy. And and every time the military are... human military are attempting to do something in this movie, they are either evil or they fail. And you're like, hmm, yes, yes, lit crit, this is good. Ah, okay, alright. Can you also enjoy it ironically? In any on any level. I mean, I haven't. So today. Okay, so already mutually exclusive. I think okay. I kind of like the Gen One Transformers cartoon in an ironic sense. Okay, all right. Because it's like a bad toy commercial, but there's some some joy to be found there. Yeah. Would you apply lit crit to it? No. It's devoid of well, substance. Well, already. <laughs> already. This is holding weight to mutually exclusive. Yeah. If ever the two overlap, I'm curious. What's another good example here? Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, we, we just enjoy unironically. Well, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is beyond irony. It's like so many, so many levels of, I'm, I don't know what if I If you're coming at Jojo's Bizarre Adventure with an air of irony, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. It, it, it defies cynicism like water <laughs> on a duck. You just watch it, you go, I, it, I, it's just joy. It's, it's just amazing. Nick. Yes. Barkano. What about it? The final two episodes. What about them? Were. Yes. Bad? <laughs> no. No, that's not quite not, right. Not quite accurate. They were... the Okay, so the first, second, final episode. And I just want to clarify on the theorem that it doesn't mean that I <laughs> think I enjoy everything, but it means that myself and other people who, who may choose to apply it uh-huh. have the capacity within themselves to enjoy everything. So this is like a self-development... Uh, it's an ethos. Yeah, it's a way of life, <laughs> yeah. you know? it's like Anything can be good if you force yourself... Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, William. Barkano. Barkano. So, okay, I reckon second last episode, it was fine. Interesting stuff. Some things happened and it was like, oh. Some stuff that I think maybe should have been in the main thrust of episodes. Yeah. And then the last episode was, well... Let's wrap it all up. Let's just... Well, no, let's not wrap it all up because it's always going Okay, forever. they did tie up some loose ends, but then they sort of... You know how you, when you tie a shoelace knot and then you pull on the thread and it all comes apart? Oh, then, then they did that. <laughs> oh, you sneaky little fucking Barkano Barkano. Episode 15. The juvenile delinquents who arrived at the upscale residential district are still the same as always. Hmm. Lad's friend, Graham Spectre, kidnaps Shane, now a member of Jacuzzi's gang. <gasps> the gang sets off to rescue her, with Claire in hot pursuit. Ah, that was a spoiler. That's kind of the point of a synopsis. Giving you spoilers... Nick, I have some trivia on Claire okay, Stanfield. Yeah. Hit me with some trivia. Uh, I, I 
ever since I remembered who Claire was way back in like episode three, this yeah. phrase has been rumbling around in my brain, but I haven't felt like I've been able to share it. Okay. Uh, Ryogo Narita has said that uh, Claire is the most popular character in his franchise. Understandably. But he has no intention of making him the main character as he feels the story would move too fast without any plot or action. Okay. Okay, go on. plot or action. None of those, yeah. Uh, But he has also called uh, Claire Barkano's number one problem child. (laughs) And that's the phrase that stuck with me. Barkano's number one problem child. Yes. Now I'm curious what he means by that. He's just a big problem and he comes in and he makes issues. But like... In universe, or also people like him too much, and I have to keep bringing him in for popularity. I think reasons. in universe, okay, like every, right. everywhere he goes, there's trouble. There's always trouble. There's trouble. It's always a bark. There be trouble. There's trouble in those Stanfields. As a child, Claire's role model was Peter Pan. The narrative also draws parallels between Peter and Claire, who has been described at least once as an adult who had never grown up. Ever in the anime, or...? In a metaphorical sense. Oh. No, as opposed to Cheslaw, who is a child who will never grow up. Yes. Well, no, he's a fully grown adult who... Well, no, he's not fully grown. <laughs> Pointedly, he's not <laughs> fully <point>. grown. <laughs> yeah, that's... Never mind then, yep. <laughs> he's the man who grew up, but was... Uh, who didn't grow up. He kind of grew. He just grew. It's arrested development. <laughs> Just the little ukulele starts playing. This is the story about the child who never grew up, but he did grow up. And that's why we're looking at him now. Cheslaw says, I'm going to use my immortality to scare the rail tracer. It'll work. But it didn't. It didn't. (laughs) It didn't. Cheslaw was tortured for many hours on end. (laughs) Oh man, we should do some arrested development. Nah. Okay then. Damn. We open in the past. <gasps> the past? 1926. That's a year ages ago. We have never seen before. Okay. Niece Holystone is like, you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah? All right. She's in her backyard. <laughs> okay, she's in her backyard. Building bombs. <gasps> building bombs. Playing with chemistry. Ooh. She's a young girl. She's wearing overalls. Of course she is. And she blows up half her face and she's screaming a lot and rolling on the ground covered in burns. When this happened... And that's how that happened. When this happened, I was worried that people would walk in my room and go, Hey, why are you listening to some child screaming at the top of her lungs? And now you know the rest of the story. How'd she get the eye missing? She fucking blew it up. Yep. And then in 1931, post-train... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacuzzi is recovering from his wounds in the Genoa's mansion. Still not entirely sure how that uh, happened. they ha- hooked up with the Genoa's. I mean, it was all just a fun time. Isaac and Maria met up with them. They're like, hey, we, we got a good crib for you. I guess. Maybe. Uh, and, and Nice is watching him pensively at his bedside. Oh, what you thinking about? Nothing. Just thinking about how I blew up half my body. Oh. And then Nick. Yeah. And... Another guy that we don't know <laughs> come in and are like, hey, we sold all the explosives we stole from the train to some Hollywood special effects guy for like 5,000 clams. Oh, that's really high. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the dub it was like... 5,000 5, and in the subs 100,000? No, no, no. In the sub it's like we sold for like 200? 
Oh yeah, hundred thousand. Yep. Never mind. And but then they also sold the empty hand grenades for two hundred a piece. Ah, that's what it was. Now I think, just with my knowledge of the tangled web that is Barkano, mm-hmm. they've stolen the explosives that Cheslaw was coming to New York to sell. Y- yep. But of course, that selling was just a ruse so he could get close to and eat miser. I think. And blow up the train. No. I thought I thought Cheslaw was going to. No, blow up- Cheslaw wanted to sell the bombs. Right, but he didn't. No, because they stole them. Excellent. And his cynicism was also stolen by Isaac and Maria. By Isaac and Maria. We and now... stole the blackened heart of a child, Maria. Oh, we also found a woman floating in the river. <gasps> Who's she? It's Shane Lafaray. Whoa, everyone knows who that the is. The woman in the black dress. <gasps> well, wow. bring her in. And so she gets brought in. And they're yep. all like, "Hi, I'm Jacuzzi Splat. What's your name?" I don't talk. Oh, that's that's fine. That's fine. I didn't mean to imply anything. Time passes, and Shane is keeping watch by Jacuzzi's bedside, and he comes back in and he's like, "They still won't let me leave the hospital." And Shane's all like, "Hmm, no, she doesn't do that. <laughs> what are you doing?" I see you're reading the newspaper. I'm not very interested in newspapers, but I, oh, I don't mean to imply that you're weird for liking newspapers. And that conversation goes like that for yep. a while. And Chane's all like, hmm. no, she's not. You're ruining it's the show. It's an audio ni- medium, Nick. I need to fill the dead air or I'll just delete it in my non-listen edit pass. <laughs> no, that's part of the comedic timing. <laughs> I, d- I routinely destroy the comedic timing. Oh, no. No, it's fine. I recreate All it. these years of jokes. <laughs> Oh, you're reading about Huey Laferay. Your last name's Laferay too, isn't it? And Shane responds with a nod. This is like the least cryy we have ever heard him. Jacuzzi. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's like trying desperately he's not to cry. Because he said he wouldn't cry anymore. But he still does. Yeah. He definitely still does. <laughs> Are you related to Huey? And she gets angry. No, I don't mean to say so, but... Uh, Harumph! Yeah. As she walks off. And then she's thinking in her brain... Oh no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. She is writing on a pad and reading go. it, and Jacuzzi's reading it. He's my father. I am one of the terrorists who attacked the train. I know. Hmm, weird that she would think I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not going to turn you in because we stole some shit from the train too. So a lot of good yep. euphemisms for the cops in this episode. Someone refers to them as the hammer and tongs later. <laughs> the hammer and tongs. Yeah. Oh man. It's like almost Cockney rhyming slang-esque. But it's like... But it's not. Yeah, it's very Chicago, like, gangster. I guess. Yeah. Not that we know, living (laughs) in Australia. You seem like a good person for some reason, I think that. Yeah! (laughs) Why does Jacuzzi think that? And then she writes something, puts it face down on the bed and gets up and leaves. And he reads it and she's written, I just don't understand you people at all. And Jacuzzi's like, why doesn't she understand me? I'm easy to get. Yeah. I'm an easy guy. Maybe she means niece and Donnie. They're weird. (laughs) Rachel and Cheslaw are talking in a little side alley. So that should get you up to speed, little girl. Now you know the rest of the story. And Rachel's all like, yeah, thanks. That sounds pretty good to me. Hey, let me show you something. And he takes her into another little side alley and cuts his wrist and it heals up. And Rachel's all like, oh my God, it is real. It is real. It's real. Hey, you might find it weird, like even though I'm older than you, but talk to me like I'm a child. It just works. Okay. That's what really gets me off. Look, I know you're not into this sort of thing, but... So then they're just standing there and talking, and then just fucking Claire Stanfield, the rail tracer, wanders in. It's like, oh, it's you guys. Hey! Hey, I was going to go hang out with Firo, but he's busy, so you want to hang out with me? I promise I won't kill you all again. And Cheslaw is just like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And we're like, Cheslaw, don't you know who it is? 
And Claire Stanfield's all like, hey, 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 and let's yep. have a chat. We'll come back to them next episode. Yep, that is literally not settled on in this episode nope. at all. Yep, next one. Jacuzzi's gang, not mm-hmm. Jacuzzi, but niece, Nick, the two people whose names I don't know, but they were the cook and the bartender on the train. One's Chinese, one's Irish. Yep, yep. Uh, in one of the stately appointed bedrooms of the Genoa mansion being like, can we trust this Shane Lafaray? Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> I mean, that, that was easily That's sorted. how it goes. And then she comes in and it's like, oh, Shane, someone sent you this beautiful white dress. Oh, I wonder who it could be from. Why don't you put it on now? Awkward silence and niece like taps her, taps the box on her thigh a couple of times and all the boys are like, oh yeah, we need to leave the room. Oh, right. Oh, etiquette. <laughs> it's the 30s. <laughs> So then the, we get a cut, we get a, like, a brief cut of all the boys in, like, in the hallway just sitting around and some child just wanders into the hallway and goes, hi! And then we just cut away. We will come back to that child later. And I still don't understand who they are or why they're here. They're the child! They're, they're the most important character in this episode! You know, the child. Yeah, the child! <laughs> it's a beautiful white dress, but it's got some leather straps for which to hide knives in. Ah. Because Claire... Is a psychopath. Oh, I guess. And Shane probably is too. Yeah, so Shane has the dress on. Niece is all like, It's beautiful. That's, that's a beautiful a dress. A white dress. Who could it be from? A lover, maybe? Uh, mayhaps. And Shane's all like, Why did he send me this dress? Yes, she is doing her French internal monologue. It's all very Amelie. Why did she send why did he send me this? And with dress? the soft piano of Barcano playing, it does take on a very sort of like depressing. I was gonna say like uh depressing French black and white B-movie quality. Yeah. Like, yep. this is the first time someone has shown me affection. I did not realise that I could actually walk away from the microwave while it was on. What is this? And now all these years have been wasted. Father used to make me dresses when I was young. How should I feel from receiving a dress from a man who is not my father? Will he be my new father? Ew. <laughs> Flashbacks to fighting lad on top of the train. I do not know why he said such beautiful things to me. Does he love me? Could anyone love me? I am Shane Laforet. I have probably been abused as a child. <laughs> my dad is kind of a weird immortal psychopath. Hey, look at me. I am not immortal. Sorry, French people. <laughs> Anyone that's French that's listening to this be like, you guys disgust me. Sorry, you guys disgust me. Shout air. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Chane. We've lost all of our French listeners. It's Chane. Say it right. <laughs> I will not. It is pronounced Chane. I am not some clumsy Clouseau-esque alchemist. Chane or What is that? That's him falling over of... his words. Okay. Hey, Shane, how about you go outside for a while? And she does. So she's all she like... She goes for a walk. Tippy, tippy, tap, wearing go the dress. Feet. She yep. puts on a big stole. And out she goes through the front door. And Graham Spectre and friend are watching. And it's like, ah, that must be Eve Genoard. Graham talks for a long time about boredom. I'm not gonna... Let's just say he's all like, oh my God, waiting is so tedious. I don't think I like Graham very much. <laughs> he talks... Too much, and it's not even good talking like what Lad did. Yeah, Lad's all like, here's my philosophy, by the way, I'm a crazy person. And Graham was like, life is just a story, and stories can be good and bad, but this story is interesting. But no, it's not. It's a story. He does just fall back on himself a lot. Yeah. So, like, he's here currently being like... Tedium is the worst. Tedium's boring. I want to kill you. So it is in the moments guy. of tedium in which we hate ourselves. Oh, look, something interesting is happening. It sure is nice we had that moment of tedium oh, for which to inspire absolute, the climaxes of life. That build-up really paid off, huh? And we're like, just get God, it's it. like listening to a JoJo's World episode. You know, 
<laughs> you know, Liam, I sure do enjoy this one bit in the show. <laughs> I don't. I find it boring, but I enjoy the contrast it gives to the other subsequent more interesting bits. Wow, wasn't that tedium worth it? Nick and two children we've never seen are following Shane, and the children are just saying hi. Literally just literally saying hi, and then hi back, and then hi... And then hi back. One of them, by her manner of dress, I assume is Chinese, and the other, from his manner of dress, I assume is white. Wow. Now you know. You could just look at them and be all like, they're children. They're children. And maybe they're playing dress Don't up. know why they live at Genoide Mansion. <laughs> they're probably servants. Wow, Nick. I mean, I'm just saying, it's the 30s. Graham Spectre comes out of the car and is like, this is a sad story. And then he talks for like 15 minutes and then he kidnaps Shanae off screen. Yeah, I think he's like, well, 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 let's grab this dame. By the way, what am I? Who am I? Should I be doing this? Am I the protagonist? Barkino. Yep. Jacuzzi, Shanae's been kidnapped and we got this note about... Jacuzzi Splot and friends bring all the money to the warehouse and come alone. Whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. Let's have a read of that note. Tink. Come alone. Ah, they want me to come alone. What does your voice, what does your jacuzzi remind me of? Oh, hey, it's No, me. no, no, I, like, obviously oh. there's that, but it, it yeah, it sounds remind very you of jacuzzi much. No, 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 no. Oh. It's, it's, is, is this the, is this the voice of someone that's on a show? Yeah. On a TV show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a movie. Don't... I don't know, man. What do you want from me? I, I can't remember it. The specific name of the character that you're thinking of. That's, That's not the one happen. thing I wanted it's here. It's gone. Jacuzzi Splat. They want me to get the money, but I don't have the money. They think they've kidnapped Eve, those idiots. They want us to bring a million dollars. And Jacuzzi is getting out of bed and getting dressed and becoming much larger as he does so <laughs> because of a trick of perspective. Ah... And so see, he's really struggling to walk because he's taking small. injuries. These are far away. Um, so he's really struggling to walk, really struggling to get his crutches. Wow, um, boss, you're really going to do this even for a woman we barely know? I gotta do it. She's one of us now. She got pulled out of the river just like you, Nick. Don't you get it, Nick? Once in the river, always in the river. Get your swimming pants, boys. I don't understand this metaphor, boss. <laughs> Neither do I, but I gotta do the right thing and I'm not crying. In the warehouse, Graham has kidnapped Shanae and is talking. Hey, lovely dame. She's so scared she won't say anything. Do you want to play around with this giant wrench I got? And he's tossing it. Do you want to talk about happiness and sadness and stories with me for like half an hour? To be fair, this has one of the best bits in the entire show. Oh, yeah? Uh, he's talking, he's talking, doing monologue, he throws up his thing, he catches it, he throws up his thing, he catches it, does a bit more monologue, walks over, like, nearby, we get a top shot, where the roof is covering, where he throws up his wrench, and he holds up his arm and saying, boy oh boy, you know, sometimes stories really can be amazing. Nick is holding both his arms up. And then you wait a bit, you wait a bit, the wrench still hasn't come down, and then it comes into his hands like, catch! Yeah, he says catch, I like that. So good. Good flourish. Graham Spectre's finest hour. The funny thing is it takes so long for that moment to happen where he's like, whoomph, and let me just tell you a thing, Ray's arms. Stories can have so many meanings. They can be anything you want them to be. Catch. Catch. It's just like, what? Shanae pulls a knife on Graham and he's got his big wrench. <gasps> Why, you're a lovely lady, but you ain't no ordinary lady, are uh, you? Surprise. Well, I guess you'll try anything on me, won't you? 
throw or not throw no thoughts on the fight Cory in both this episode and the subsequent one is that the very first thing that happens is an ultimate symbol of how the fight is going to go uh-huh very first thing that happens in this one is Shane lunges with her knife which is caught in the clench of the um the, of wrench. the spanner yep thereby symbolizing how she cannot defeat him uh-huh even though she probably would have god the lit but within the story yep, yep. will not happen okay Wow, you're, you're really beyond a mere amateur. I'm quite interested in you. You're so cool and interesting. I'm getting so excited. I wouldn't be surprised if you're an alien from Mars. Why don't you grow eight arms and fight me now? I didn't get... What Martians have eight arms? Who cares, Nick? Martians are made up. Well, no, hang on. Martians are clearly well-defined thanks to Looney Tunes, okay? Oh, Marvin. Yeah, Marvin Martian. Man. What's his name? Marvin the Martian. Is it just Marvin the Martian? Yep. Oh, I thought it was... Oh, I'm thinking of Martian Manhunter from Marvel Comics, uh-huh. who I believe is a Martian. Jor-El. <laughs> That's going to make someone angry. Oh, no. Someone comes back and is like, Zod, you bastards. It's not. It's not. <laughs> at Liam, it's Zod, you bastard. Yeah, not at my Twitter handle, just at Liam. Yeah, just post us a letter at 123 Post Mary Lane, uh, Happy Wood. I'm Jacuzzi, please stop fighting. Hey, who's this young voice coming from out of nowhere? It's says, me, Jacuzzi. Please stop fighting. Why, I'm Graham. I love to fight. I can fight all day. No, but I came alone and I, I'm the money. Wait a minute. He did come alone and uh, he does have the money. No, I don't. Oh, he has the money. I am the money. You are the money? I've got this big bounty on my head from the Russo crime family of Chicago. So if you let her go, I'll let you turn me in. My God, this really is a happy, sad story, Graham boys. Graham is quite touched by this. He's like, wow. You've really impressed me, Jacuzzi Splot. I respect you. But do I want to keep fighting her instead? I am frustratingly indecisive. (laughs) I don't know what I want in this world. Or what I want to be. But you know what I do like? Long, tedious monologues. (laughs) Let me tell you a story. Flashback. Not to Graham telling a story, but to young niece being sad about her disfigurement. Her giant gone eye hole. Her huge burn scars. And her decision to lie alone in a bed. It's the dead of night and she gets out of bed and looks at herself in the mirror and starts to cry. But then there is a rap, rap, rapping upon her chamber door. No, upon the window. (laughs) Yeah, upon the window, definitely. The chamber door is firmly shut. Nevermore. It's Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. A very young jacuzzi. One whose voice is yet to break. Niece. Niece. Open up, niece. No, I don't want to. I'm I'm hideous. Do not look at me. (laughs) Ah, it is me, young niece. No, I shan't open the door. (laughs) You cannot make me, young jacuzzi. Open up, open up. No, I've told you once before. And she opens up. (laughs) And he's got the tattoo on his face. (gasps) And she's like, jacuzzi, why did you give yourself such a horrible tattoo? It's more like, jacuzzi. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why did you do this? See, now my face is also awful. (laughs) (laughs) See, now we can both be horribly disfigured together. So as long as we're together, it's okay. What a great message to send the kids of, now my face will stand out as well. And it looks like she's crying and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I was just trying to do something nice. And he starts crying because he's jacuzzi. But then it's like close up on her obscured face and she's happy. Yep. Tears of joy. Yeah. It's a touching moment. I feel like this is something that should have been in the main thrust of the show because it's Mm. kind of an important underpinning of their relationship. Yeah. You'd think that. And I do. But it's a (laughs) Barkano. You know, it's such a Barkano. You might think that. And I do. Liam S. Smith. 
2020. <laughs> then we're back in the um when Present. when she's trying on the dress. That's yep. the kind of guy Jacuzzi is. He thinks he puts the well-being of others before himself. And then uh, Shane looking deeply concerned is like, ah, Jacuzzi. No, she doesn't say that. She's Shane Laferade. Sorry, in her internal monologue. Ah, Jacuzzi. Thank you. Thank you. Even if you said, and Shane says, ah, yes, it is me. I would be like, ah, yes, French accent. Much better. <laughs> Graham is still talking. Yes, it's me. Graham, the monologue man. I have a wrench. He's having fun fighting, but also touched by Jacuzzi. What should I do? What would you do? I think I'm going to keep on fighting. But he never gets to make his fateful decision because Nice blows up the door of the warehouse. Nice? But I thought Jacuzzi came alone. Don't understand what you're doing here. This is me being feigning shock. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, Nick is like, Nice, why did you blow up the wall of the warehouse? The door's wide open. Yeah, just like blowing like, shit up. Yeah, like blowing shit up. What's wrong with you? Come on, you know this. Yeah, you've you been know, around you the saw me on the enough. train. Come on now. Didn't you see I pulled that bomb out of my eye? That comes from a deep love of bombs. Hey, I told you to come alone. I did. I came alone. And I came alone from Mexico. And I came here by myself too. And I also came here alone. And I'm Spartacus. <laughs> I love that there's a bit where they all have a um, a bit that's like, yeah, so did I. So did I. So did I. Mm-hmm. And then one of them is like, and indeed I also came yeah. alone. <laughs> I don't really fit in, but I did come here alone. I'm not with them, you see. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, hang on, one of these people isn't like the others. And I went, no shit. That <laughs> one guy was like, indeed so did I. But no, in fact, Claire has picked out the unfamiliar voice of Claire Stanfield. Claire AKA has picked out the, Claire? Sorry, Jacuzzi has. Thank you. Click, picked out the unfamiliar voice of Claire Stanfield, a.k.a. Vino, a.k.a. The Rail Tracer, a.k.a. according to his Barkano wiki page, Felix Walken, a name that never comes up in the show. No. Nope. Must come up within the books. Well, okay, sure. Maybe it's his new name. I guess so. Uh-huh. He could say he was looking for one in the next episode. Yeah, he was tired of his current name. Wow, Jacuzzi, you're quite talented to be able to pick out my voice from the voice of all your friends. Indeed I am. I'm Claire Stanfield. I'm here for the girl. Goyle. The 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 girl. The, go- the gargoyle. The girl. I'm here for the girl. I got business with her and he's talking to her and Graham is trying to like edge his way into the conversation but Claire just keeps... Like, with his back turned to him, pushing him away. Just stopping him from starting a monologue. I'm here to confess one. my love to you. Because, you know, I think I'm the most important person in the world. So it doesn't really matter to me that you've kind of got your own situation going on here. Look, and then blocks Graham. Yep. I think we got something special going on. Yeah. And then Graham's about to do something and he holds up both arms so he can't get past Yeah. We're meant for each other. I'm in love with you, but I'm not really good at using fancy words. So, you want to get married? And she draws a knife. <laughs> And he's all like, oh, no, I guess No, you're... it's cool, I promise. And at this point, Graham is like collapsed on the ground with his head in his hands. Being like, I don't know how to take this. No one's paying attention to me. Why can't I do my monologue? <laughs> is this a story that I can allow to pass? Is this a story that has a good and bad? Is this even a story anymore? This seems like such a hot mess. I wonder why these people go to such lengths for me, for I have low self-esteem on account of my father being kind of a monster. Not as much of a monster as uh, Sheslaw's father, but still kind of a monster. Yes, that character I have met. (laughs) Why does this man love me? Does he love me? No one has told me they love me before. Not even my father. My Faja. I love gold. I'm Claire, I'm Shane Laforet, I love gold. Please, do not buy me a shitty white dress. <laughs> buy me a gold dress. Uh, uh, gold member. Mm. 
Anyway, there's a lot of talking. I can't comprehend Graham. why no one's paying attention to... I'm just doing the same voice for everyone now. Yeah, but they all have it's Chicago Graham. accents. Yeah. So Graham's all like, I can't... I don't I don't get this. Why aren't, why aren't we doing the story? Someone fight me. And Claire's like, all right, I'll fight you. And he's like, wait, you're going to fight me? It's like, yeah, yeah if sure. you want to fight the girl, then you got to fight me first. You're so arrogant. The only person I know who's that arrogant is Lad Russo. Oh yeah, I threw him off a train. Well, this is interesting, says Graham. Yep. Still reeling from the concept of not doing an entire monologue. <laughs> Having a regular conversation. Oh my god. Claire Stanfield has such power within the Barkino universe that he twists the uh, link, the uh, the uh, dramatic persona of larger-than-life characters such that they must have regular conversations with mm, him. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely awful. No one should know that Lad was thrown off the train other than us. It, it must be true. Yep. Yep, and then yep. he throws the wrench and cliffhanger. <gasps> but that can't be the end of the episode. It is. My God, so then what's the next episode? Well, we spent a long time with Nicholas and, Bru and Elian mm -hmm. and the director of The Daily Days... <gasps> Recapping the incident. Oh my god, the incident. All the passengers have been paid off. Large sums of money have been traced Ooh. back to Senator Berriam and the Nebula Corporation, implying they might have masterminded this whole incident. Are you saying this was some sort of setup? Oh my god. It couldn't possibly be. And also, unconfirmed reports that Senator Berriam visited Huey Lafaray, which of course we saw a few episodes ago. Mm. So you're saying this could be part of some kind of conspiracy? Game. Oh. I was going to say a video game, but those, those Why? don't exist. Why were you going those, to say a video game? Those don't game? exist yet. Because it's like two players pitted against one another. There are so many other things that are two players pitted against one another. Like what? Like chess. The fuck is chess? Hey you. <laughs> the only chess I know is Chess Ultra. Chess is, of Steam. course, the fictional game that features in the hit Netflix show Queen's Gambit. Ah. Which I have not watched. Neither have I. I assume it's pretty alright. People seem to be talking about it. I was listening to, um, of course, uh, mainstay reference of the last few episodes, Trash Future, mm -hmm. where they were talking, they were doing an episode on Netflix and the sort of immoral capitalism behind that. Sure. And uh, which one of the driving, one of the driving philosophies of um, recent Netflix decisions, mm. um, which of course uh, they communicate to their shareholders, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah. is that they don't actually need to make good or great artistic product Correct. because they will rely on the algorithm to expose it to sufficient people that they can artificially create hits. Yes. That's... Yes. Love to create culture by algorithm. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that's what you would already do. You'd be like, I don't like that and then move on, right? Yeah, that's a problem. So... You're just doing an algorithm in your head, but now someone else is doing the algorithm elsewhere and you can still make the choice, right? No, you you have the illusion of choice. No, but then you just look for other stuff, right? But it's, you know, it's what is visible versus what is buried, you know? Mm, it's true. It's true. But it's still there. Decreasingly so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, good times with Netflix. Yep. Yep. Uh, what do you guys know about uh, Immortals, huh? Says Nick. Oh, something to do with Vino. And, and for the first time we see Nicholas get quite scared at the mention of Vino. We'll He's like, oh fuck. We'll find out why later this episode. <laughs> what was the Vino incident? Who was behind it? Why is Vino on Nick's radar? Yeah. Yeah. Or should I say Nicholas's radar? Meanwhile. Yes, very annoying there's a Nick and a Nicholas in this mm. show. At least they're clearly demarcated. <laughs> and also, they both have blonde hair. Hmm. In Lad Russo's... 
jail cell. Very opulent. Yeah, quite well appointed. He's got bed sheets and everything. Yep. Uh, Lad has insisted that all his murders are in self-defence and he's quite downcast and like depressed looking in jail. Mm. Probably because he can't talk a lot and kill a lot. Yeah. The two things he likes. Such a shame. Such a shame. And he asks someone about Huey. Huey. Yeah. Which prison is Huey LaFerre going to? Oh, uh, maybe uh, Alcatraz. And Huey's all like, oh, uh, thanks for letting me know. Lad. Sorry, Lad. Lad's all like, thanks, thanks for buddy. letting me know. Yeah, that's, mm, that's yeah. good information to have, yeah. Uh, and the, the newspaper boys continue recapping that Jacuzzi and gang are staying with the uh, the Genoards, as we found out last episode. They're doing their whole domino thing. Yep. Jacuzzi was in trouble uh, with Graham Spectre. His injuries are worsened, but he's fine. I wouldn't say fine. And but... okay, we have arrived at maybe the most egregious flaw of these subtitles mm-hmm. as they are like, well, what about the Genoards? Oh, yes, let's have special agent Sugar Cube report on that. Or as the subtitles repeatedly put it, Cube Sugar. Quote unquote as well. Quote unquote, Cube Sugar. Not, you know, Sugar Cube. The thing that he's eating constantly and is an actual thing. Yeah. Cube Sugar. Just Cube Sugar. And the long square-faced Runarada goon who let Eve go that time and didn't give a shit about anything ever. And that we are identified as bringing tea into the newspaper room a few episodes ago comes in. We did it. We did it. We predicted the future. Oh my god! How did we do it? With Through relative basic ease. paying attention to media. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god! A quick cutaway to the Genoides on the dock, uh, waiting for Dallas to be pulled up, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, Don Runarada was talking to Senator Barium in the car being like can you at least let her see her brother oh no that would be an information leak now if she wanted to stay in the secure facility with him forever then that's another thing entirely well shit alright shit dig him up Cube Sugar well <laughs> done Cube Sugar why are you calling him Cube Sugar <laughs> because the stuff oh my god it's funny because it's bad oh. and he's like would anyone like a Cube Sugar uh, I'm good thanks you and can... the director says yes please from behind his big pile of paper Nick and what's the other guy's name Elian Elia... Nick and Elian are like what the the director wants a cube sugar and cube sugar slowly walks in amongst the pile and they all look very concerned and shocked about this and we hear the snap of a sugar cube being eaten by the director and then cube sugar walks back out yep and, the and that's that like, the director's like thank you cube sugar that's that's all in the train station it's... This is going to be shortly after the events of the train, I assume. Yeah. Because the senator's wife and daughter come in to see Rachel. <gasps> Thank you for saving me, Rachel. That's all right. No worries. That's that's fine. Thank you for saving my daughter, Rachel. Uh, Here's that's, my husband. That's that's totally cool, man. I'm, I'm real happy right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm well adjusted. Senator walks up. Thank you for your patronage. Here's a big envelope full of portraits of rare American presidents. Ah, uh, they just so happen to be circled and uh fully in green hue uh and green also- huey laferay green huey laferay bucks <laughs> <laughs> so she gets what yeah, like it's all company script for laferay's cult <laughs> so she gets like a hundred dollars we don't know how much it is of it's pa- old money it's past money yeah so it's a lot of money just a big water cash and she's all like hey what the fuck she's is she's gonna this? angrily throw it back at him but then she sees senator's wife's daughter waving from the doorway and she's like oh I can't upset her uh, I've been emotionally bankrupt if I did I'm gonna sit back down and know my place fuck 
Well, I guess she won't need to steal rides on trains anymore, says Nicholas. Nicholas, says the director. I told you to stop joking about that. Now, here in the final episode of Barkano, let me tell you the tragic backstory of this ancillary character. Oh, tell me more. You see, as we mentioned before, Rachel's father was a railway engineer. And when she was young, a a train accident occurred because of a damaged piece of equipment. And he took the blame for that. Oh, God. Catastrophe. But despite this, this bit of disappointment and bitterness, he still loved big, beautiful trains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get enough of them. Every day, day in, day out, he'd go to his job and be like, I love them. I hate them, but I love them. Rachel must have inherited these mixed feelings towards trains. Mm. So she loves trains, so she helps the passengers, but she hates trains, so she rides for free. Uh, Uh. It's the classic love-hate train relationship. Big, beautiful dad train love. Of course. It's the classic backstory. It's like how I love media, so I'll watch it a lot, but I hate corporations, so I'll steal it. (laughs) (laughs) You pay for Netflix. (laughs) Oh, dear. I love that. It's like, man, Netflix is pretty morally bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no more than any other corporation. You want to buy Netflix? Yeah, I'll pay for a bit of Netflix. Yeah, sure, no worries. Damn this Rachel angrily buys a big wad of cash's worth of tickets. Hey, you, at the the, 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 booth. Sta- the booth. Hey, you, let me tell you about Q-theory. Oh, all right. No, fuck you. I'm not I telling you about Q-theory. QAnon shit. What, Q-theory? Yeah. No, Q-theory is literally the theory of Qs. Like, I, I had like to, lines? Yeah, like I had to study it. Like Qs at a bank or at a train station or at PAX or any other convention where you're standing around being like, I want to see this thing, but people are in the way. Q-theory. Genuinely fascinating. Not to be accused with QAnon theory. <laughs> so this guy's all like, oh yeah, sure, I'll, I'll listen to this. And she's like, no, give me as many tickets as you can with all this dirty money. And he's all like, to where? Anywhere. Anywhere's fine. It's not about the destination. It's about the ride. So he's what like, happened back in the office? What happened to Vino? And Nicholas is like, oh, I don't know anything about what happened to Vino. And director's like, oh, Nick. Back at that conversation that Rachel and Cheslaw were having that Claire wandered into. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm you remember me, Cheslaw? I'm the rail tracer. I killed you several times last night. Cheslaw immediately is like, ah, ah, Cheslaw ah. literally runs away screaming. Like a child. Yeah, but it was like a delayed fuse because like 30 seconds pass. <laughs> yep. Because uh, he realises, oh, you were covered in blood. Just waiting for that trauma count- counter to tick down. <laughs> oh, that was weird that he ran away. Hey, you want to go uh, You want to go get uh, some lunch and uh, you can help me with my girl trouble, Rachel? And Rachel's all like, not really. I, I don't but see I, why I, I will. Free lunch is free lunch. Yeah. You know? I, I'm not into getting paid can to Can you believe that's a wrap on Cheslaw? Yes. Okay. Yes, I can. I was right there with you when it happened. Cheslaw deserved a better ending. Nah, I reckon that's a pretty good ending. Let him at least go back and walk with Ennis again. Can you believe that was a wrap on Ennis? No, but Ennis is happy with the Dominoes. Oh, that's true, yeah. Is Cheslaw with the Dominoes at the end? Oh, that's a shame. Well, that's a wrap on Cheslaw. I'm not a conductor anymore. Let's go get lunch. And Rachel's all like, I don't go out and get food with my clients, but okay. The dominoes are falling. (gasps) Everyone is joyous. Oh, they're falling. Go! Firo is pleased, even though he accidentally knocks them over. Wow, you're the most into it of anyone. The white-haired woman, Sylvie, watches from a booth. (gasps) Sylvie. From who knows where. They're all pleased. The dominoes are falling and they're all pleased. Firo, you're a real dominist, say Isaac and Maria. You're a, a real protagonist A regular energy. dominatrix. You got, ooh, you got that real domino effect and to your Miser, stride. 
Miser is quietly clapping. Ha ha ha. And in the background, we see Sylvie leaving. And Miser goes, hmm. hmm. Little Italy. The and American a- flag dominates. And in the background, the Italian flag. Oh, so it is. Rachel still- and Claire are having lunch. Well, if I'm going to help you with your girl trouble, would you tell me your name at least? Well, they used to call me Claire Stanfield and also the Assassin Vino and also the Rail Tracer, but I'm kind of looking for a new name. Mm, sounds like that would be the first port of call is to figure out what your name is before mm. you talk to this girl again. So I'm she... Rachel. Oh, did she not actually say her name up until this point? No, she did. Oh, okay, good. Uh, like, we, <laughs> we the audience knew because of her conversation yeah, with yeah, the yeah. director of The Daily Days, yeah. but Claire didn't. Did Claire? Wait, no, I thought she didn't say I'm Rachel here in this scene. Yeah. She did? Mm-hmm. No. Here's the photograph of it. I'm Rachel. Oh my God. I did not notice that bit. Okay. So Rachel, girl trouble. Well, I'm not really, I'm not like other girls. Hashtag not like other girls. Yep. So yep. I'm not really, relate. oh, don't worry. She's an even bigger weirdo than you are. All right. That's not the best start. Okay. So we need first to... of all, let's talk about sensitive language. Okay. You know, you can say things and then there are things you shouldn't say. Okay? I don't really get it because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> Look, I like to kill people. I'm kind of like Hannibal Lecter. But with more acrobatics. Um, So basically he just surmises that he typically will ask almost anyone to marry him at all times. Yeah, but this time it's sticking. This time it's like, she said yes, kind of. And now he wants to find her and be like, we'll be together forever. I don't think I'll ever stop loving her. I mean. Until I do. I mean, can you imagine the way she works those knives? Very good pasta eating Cory as he's talking. He's like jamming the penne, then close up on the penne. And then I'll. Now. His technique is worrying because he's... You know how you would normally hold a fork with like... Like a pencil, kind of? Kind of. But like, if you're poking, your finger would be on top. He's doing it like a knife. Yeah, Like a knife stabbing a human. Yeah, like backhand, (laughs) like full fist clenched and being all like, yeah, into it. But he eats it and I assume it's good because he doesn't murder everyone in the restaurant. He reminisces about her beautiful expressionless face, the way that she tried to kill him. You know, just those good times they had together. And he's blushing. The first time he's blushed in a long, long time. <laughs> we assume. Well, he's an assassin. He's probably blushed a bit at how much he's murdered people. But, you know, it's... Uh, uh. That's it. I'll, I'll do anything to get her to love me. I don't know what that was. Anything? Anything. Anything? Well, <laughs> maybe you should go find her. Actually, I already know where she is. You see, back when uh, Eve Genoard went to the uh, Gandor restaurant to find her brother... Nicholas, the information shop broker, sneaked up to listen to the door behind them. And I slammed his head against a rail and asked him where she was. And then he wouldn't answer. So I held him over the railroad tracks on a train going really fast. And then he told me. Famously in the Chicago rail. I didn't pick up on that. Because they're in Chicago. No, they're not. They're in New York. They're in New York? (laughs) Yes, Nick. Oh, fuck. The flying pussyfoot went to New York? Yeah. Okay. Went via Chicago. I thought they... Left at Chicago. That's then... when Jacuzzi and Co. got onto it. Okay. All it's right. a transcontinental express, Nicholas. God damn. Tell you what, I don't know enough about trains. Or Barkano. Wow. Wow. It's like you watched this show two episodes at a time over approximately three months and things didn't really stick. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit of a hot mess. A Barkano, if you will. He grabs him and for like the fourth time this episode says... They used to call me Claire Stanfield and also the young conductor on the flying pussyfoot and also the rail tracer, but I don't really have a name right now, so tell me what I want to know. And Nick's all like, I'll fucking tell you! And that's why we know Nick is scared of the rail tracer. Because he was Almost Cheslord. murdered by him. He was almost Cheslord. And this time, it would have stuck. Ah. 
Because he's not a mortal mm. that we know of. And then quick flash to when Shana got kidnapped and it turns out Claire was hiding behind a phone booth the whole time, being like, wow, she's wearing the dress I sent her. I guess I should go rescue her. And that's how we found her at the uh, yeah at the and warehouse. Now, he's talking to this kid. Being oh like, yeah, some kid eating a lollipop. Should I go after her? The kid never should talks. I, should I Should I go? Should I? No, I should. Maybe I... Well, if I do, I mean, is that too forward? Because I did ask her to marry me. Oh, so you're saying I should go. Great, thanks, kid. Ah, you're a good guy. And he runs off. Fuck Back you, at the are, warehouse. <laughs> Again, another moment where the uh, the first moments of the fight, Corey, uh, undisputably decide how it's going. Mm-hmm. As Graham throws his big spanner with one of his big acrobatic spanner throws at Claire's head, Claire effortlessly catches it and throws it back. Et voila. And now we know that Claire will not lose and will not struggle. Yep. So then we have a bit of a fight scene where Claire doesn't lose nor struggle. He's leaping around, he goomba stomps him, he lands on the ranch. I'm invincible, nobody can beat me. And uh, Graham's all like, I guess that's true. And then Claire is upside down on the wrench with his acrobatic abilities and they do a Spider-Man kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They basically just end the fight with neither of them winning or losing. Graham's like, I got bored of this now. <laughs> I'm going to go away forever. Jacuzzi and friends, you can use this warehouse. Anyway, it's still mine. Bye. <laughs> Graham out. Graham leaves with all of his goons. That's a wrap on Graham. Yep. A man who came into the story and talked a lot and didn't really say anything. Psycho killer, qu'est-ce say? Boy, oh boy. What a smash What a mouth. guy. And yet the spectre of Graham will haunt us till our dying <laughs> days. When I go to sleep at night in a warehouse, I'm going to think to myself, boy, that Graham spectre sure is haunting me. Niece, let's get out of here. Graham's okay. Chane looks like she's in love with that weird guy. Who Graham's all... okay? Yep, Graham's okay. okay. He, he left. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chane's looking deep and Chane into Chane has eyes. sparkling anime eyes. Uh, and then we cut... To the street, Sylvie has left the domino parlour and walks past a blonde-haired man who is uh, one of the Camorista goons, who we've never really had much to do with, but he's been in the background a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And then she passes Mr. Elmer, the happy man from the Advina Avis. (gasps) The smiling guy. Yeah, wanted everyone to smile and be happy all the time. fell off after his handstand. Hey there, Sylvie. It's been a long time since we've talked to each other. (gasps) Monsieur Elmer. Nope. Uh, Mr. Elmer. It's a pleasure to see you again. I almost didn't recognise you because you're a few years older looking than when we last... Oh, well, I figured I'd wait a few years to become immortal and refine myself. Uh, Smart. Cheslaw should have done it. Yeah, Cheslaw should absolutely have done that. But he was young. Foolish. Had a psychopathic guardian who just wanted a child to abuse. Yeah, he was. But a dumb child. Cheslaw really drew the short straw. But you know what else he drew? Blood. Sweet fucking happy meals for his entire (laughs) life. yeah. Cheslaw's cup runneth over when market capitalism introduces fast food to the world. Oh, man. The boy who ate Zillard reminds me of Gredo, my hus- my fiancé from when we were on the ship. And in fact, that's not surprising because he contains his memes now and so in a sense is him. Oh, as, God. as Hideo Kojima would tell us. Oh, God. Right? Well, here we go. He does. He does. He does. But also his genes. We don't really know how alchemy works in that no. sense. Well, we don't know how the eating process works. No. But in theory, both his genes and his memes are in him. Thus, he is him. But also, he is him and more because he has his own context as well as Zillard's. And like, I assume it's a transitive property. If you eat someone that Zillard ate, you also yeah. 
get. If he has all of his memories. If he has Zillard's all of Zillard's memories, and Zillard remembers Gredo's memories, and presumably Firo has Gredo's memories. Yeah, that's how that works. And Sylvia's like, I thought about eating Firo so that I could be one with Gredo forever, but he seems nice. He has, he's got real protagonist energy. Yeah, he's got protagonist energy. You can't do that to the protagonist. I half expected this scene to end with Elmer being like, ah, now I am villainous. Eat Sylvie. <laughs> no, I was expecting them to just walk away be like, all right, bye. And then it did. Yep. Like, oh. so Sylvie's just... like, bye, Elmer. You're nothing to me. I'm going now. But it's been 200 years. Yeah, and it'll be 200 more. I sing in the clubs around here, so why don't you come see me sometime? Oh, I thought it was going to be a romantic She's got kind of femme fatale energy, like, I'll see you around sometime, kid. Look, just come on by and I'll give you a drink, if you know what I mean. I don't. Well, neither did I. <laughs> and that's why you won't see me around, buddy. Elmer walks down the street a little while longer and sees uh, the blonde smoking mobster that I mentioned before. Yep. And he's like, oh, it's you. You're the demon from the Advina Avis. Smacks him on the back as he's smoking. <laughs> yep. Starts Swallows coughing. the cigarette. Starts coughing relentlessly. I knew I'd recognise you even in a human form because that's just the kind of energy you have back in 1711. <laughs> as Elmer is drowning and he got the wish from the devil, mm -hmm. it's like, I want you to look after Miser. Is that seriously all that Until you Until you, you see him laugh out loud and then surely you'll be happy and laugh too. Is Really? I'll laugh? I'll smile? You're a pretty fucking weird guy, Elmer. Tell you what, I'm going to let you live. I've lived for 200 years and that's... I don't know why I'm doing this voice. He's got kind of a Cockney accent, doesn't he? I'll live for 200 years. Oh, I've lived for... I'm Sean... Accents. I've got to lock I'm, into it. I'm a young Sean Connery. I don't have the, the wispy what's See, it seems yet. to me that it's pretty fucking weird that people being like, oh, we can't do Sean Connery accents anymore after he died. Like, that would be the thing to break it for you and not say the fact that he went on TV multiple times and talked about how it's okay to beat women. <laughs> I mean, either way, you know, it's all the same sort of shit. Is he alive? Is he dead? No one knows because we're all doing shit. Well, Sean we know Connery. he's dead. Oh. But is he? Yeah. Well, I and the world is a better place for it. <laughs> oh, but am I dead? No, he's dead. No, I can't do it. I've lived for 200 years, so now I know that life has no meaning. But that's why it's better for everyone to be happy. Because if there's no higher purpose, you may as well enjoy yourself. Come, let me shag you in the alley. Have you ever seen Zardoz? What the fuck is Zardoz? Zardoz, the Sean Connery movie where it's like a sci-fi parable of the Wizard of Oz and he wears like a weird red wool mankini. A red wool mankini? And he goes into a cave and ages into skeletons. Oh, okay, sure. With a giant floating head that chases you through the highlands. Really Zardoz. <laughs> this really is Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and Zardoz is like a contraction of Wizard of Oz. Ah, interesting. It's not a good movie. No, of course not. <laughs> but they don't half-ass you with the ending of like, oh, it was never a wizard at all. It's just like, oh no, it's it's 100% a big bad floating head. Don't get me wrong. Oh, that outfit. <laughs> is, that, is that what it's from? <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zardos. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. I didn't know that was Sean. I thought that, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I thought that wasn't Sean Connery. I thought that was a random Russian actor. Beyond, from like a bad B uh, yeah. film. Beyond 1984. Beyond 2001. Beyond love. Beyond death. Zardoz. Zardoz. 
Jesus Christ. And now you know the rest of the story. That is an outfit. In the far future, a savage trained only to kill finds a way into the community of border mortals that alone preserve humanity's achievements. Of that mankini question mark? I've never done a Sean Connery voice before. I like it. Maybe Everyone I'll, does. Maybe I'll talk like that forever now. <laughs> this will just be my regular speaking voice. I don't know if I like this direction that your voice is going. Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's world. Hey. Sometimes, if you see a spousal abuser, you've just got to give them a good slap. So they know what it's like. And then you break their neck and step on it. And the world will be a better place without them. Keep keep talking about abusing the abuser. Yep. That's uh, what we call a cycle of violence. Yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) Hmm. Maybe just like, I don't know. Talk it through with them. I'm Liam S. Schmidt, here to say, defund the police. That's better. I like that. (laughs) Nick likes that. You can't reform this. You can't reform this shit. So get rid of the only stability in the country. Well, it's got to be replaced with, like, a system of social care and uh, and support. But what about the people that have guns already? What what then, man? What then? Anyway, keep keep, keep taking care of Miser. And then Carol and the director... Sorry, the vice director. The vice president. Are walking past. And they're back in the show. And they're like, and as you can see, Carol. We exist in the universe of the story that is being told. But when does it end? There is no ending, Carol. There is no ending to the story, Carol. 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 Oh, you see, Carol. Stories do not have... Stories are just a social construct, Carol. Stories are just a bit of capitalism used to sell sell discrete moments of time to the masses. You see, Carol, everyone in the story has a life both before and after what we consider the story, Carol. But- hey, Carol, turn your head to the right and watch a rat get run over in the street, Carol. <gasps> Keep looking, Carol. Look at the dead rat, Carol. Don't you recognize it? And the rat reforms. And we recognize it's the white rat that Mr. That- Barnes hit with a hammer to determine that the uh, serum worked. Ah, that's a good callback. It's mm-hmm. a good that callback. is a good callback. Uh, Carol is still confused regarding, but why do people make these bite-sized chunks of capitalist entertainment? And the director's all like, or the vice president just goes, well, Carol, it's I could give you a billion answers. Carol, it's just easier that way. Just go with it. It's basically the thrust yeah, of it. Yeah, it's more or less, it's fun. Don't you like fun, you dumb bitch? <laughs> would you take this away from me, Carol? Would you have me not enjoy my life, In my Carol? dying days, Carol. Oh, you would, wouldn't you, Carol? You vile points, You Carol. vile little minx, Carol. <laughs> I could take your life from you with I'm a not even entirely sure what your job is, Carol. You're like six years old. Oh, please don't make me... No, Carol, we're done with this train of thought now. I just want to go back to my home and listen to the radio. Carol. The wireless. <laughs> Carol, you've ruined my day and everything's a shit show now. Oh, sorry, boss. No, Carol, no more. And the moral of the story, I guess, is that life goes on, so you should try to enjoy it. And we see... And Sil- avoid Carol wherever you Sylvie can. and Graham and co. And all our protagonists having life. Yep, so Claire's all like, oh, we hey, get Cl- married. Hey, Shane, it's me, Claire. Why don't we just be friends? That's not what happens at all. It is. No, it's not. Let's just start out as friends. And then maybe you'll figure out if you love me. And then she's all like, turn head a bit. And then, (gasps) and then we cut away. And then Lad, in his prison cell, in his straight jacket with his bandages on, starts to grin maniacally. Who'd have seen that coming? And digging up 
the barrel of toxic waste <laughs> deep within the Houston River that is presumed to have the toxic waste man that is, that is. Dallas Genoard. There's no other toxic waste in it, but Wouldn't it, yeah, he's in there. I was just speaking jocularly. Uh, however, he's not. When they look in there, the cement's been cracked. The playing cards are still there. But no Dallas. No Dallas. So my question for you, Nick, is is this what actually happened? Like, is he not in there? Or based on that conversation that Don Rinarata and Senator Berriam had, have they spirit him, spirited him away? Mm, so that he can't say anything to anyone ever yeah. again. Well, that's up for interpretation. Yep. Because the vice president was like, it's fun. Cheslaw and Ennis are walking down the street hand in hand. They walk past a sign that says... Cheslaw does have a thing. Vegeta. It's vegetable. No, no, no. I I didn't get all the photo. Like In this photo, it says Vegeta. Yeah, it says Vegeta. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. Vegeta. Yeah, it'll be vegetable. Oh my God. It's just Vegeta. It's just Vegeta. Full stop. It's literally Vegeta full stop. Yeah. What? Vegeta. I got Vegeta here. Hey, 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 what are you, you're coming into my street and you don't got Vegeta? Come on in here. Kakarot. <laughs> hey, Kakarot, Ennis. get in here. <laughs> Rachel angrily throws a fistful of train tickets into the bin. And then she looks down at she her She could work. have given them to people for free rides. No, they shouldn't have to deal with the tragedy of the trains. Elian and Nicholas leave the director's office and grin mischievously at each other. Oh, we got plenty of work to do now. Huey sits alone in his cell and everyone's watching the dominoes which form a big Chinese dragon. Nice. With a sort of vaguely Ouroboros shape to it. Oh, Ouroboros, the snake which eats itself. The snake which had a rib removed so it can eat itself. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Literally every philosopher is just like, oh, fuck. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> Although, have you seen that video of the ape, the the snake that does eat itself? No. It's just slowly but surely. Just... How does that work out for it? It dies, I'm pretty sure, because it chokes on itself. That makes sense. It's just like, this guy's filming it. I think he's like from the south, maybe. He's filming the snake. He's like, the fuck are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> Weird. And everyone's like, Ouroboros. He has awakened. <laughs> The rat runs through the street happily. It looks at the camera and it winks. Hey, it's a me, a Mickey. And instead of that being the ending, like maybe it should have been, uh-huh. then it's 1930 and Isaac and Maria in their um, father and their nun outfits are running through the street being chased by the police, tossing money. And they're like, ha ha, now Dallas and Eve Genoide will have to get along because we've stolen and given away all that old man's money. Let's go to California to dig up gold, just like in episode two. That's how we got there. Oh, that's nice. And now, literally, you know the rest of the story. If you didn't know that by now, fuck, you didn't need to. Everyone is happy. Goodbye. Well, for now. I mean, they're not going to be happy in the future, right? They're not going to... The... I mean, Isaac and Maria will be. And... Nice. And that's a Barkano, baby. That was indeed a Barkano. How'd you feel about a Barkano, Liam? Good. So did I. This was not JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the only anime worth watching. Mm-hmm. But despite that, it was enjoyable. Mm, I agree. I'm glad you think so, because I made you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> now, next anime we watch, though, is going to be a hell of a fucking risk. Nick, 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 um... Did you feel like this one made sense in the end? Could you keep track of the story? 
Uh, more or less. It comes it together. It was weird that the conductor's thing was at the back of the train, but yes. I just sort of went with it and went, okay, all right, sure. That's where it is. Mm-hmm. It, what, what was it called? It was, um... The caboose? The caboose at the end of the train. I'm surprised that's, that's new terminology. That's why butts are called caboose. Is this new to you? Yes, because they're at the back. Yes, Nick. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, that makes so much more sense. Who then. was your favourite Barkano? Nick, shut up. Um, before you answer that, we should do our highlights and lowlights. Oh yeah, true. What was your highlight for these episodes? For these two episodes. Hum. Humdinger. Good ones, good ones. I liked the... I liked... No, actually, I'm going to make that my lowlight. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I like the part where we got to see uh, the, uh, the, the vice president... And Carol? Does the vice president have a name? No. Okay, good. The vice president and Carol discussing the end of the series, and then the rat gets run over. <laughs> and he holds her and face. He holds and her head like, Keep like, looking at it, Carol. Look at the rat, Carol. And she's so upset. She's so upset. That bit just made me go, Oh, this is good shit. This is good <laughs> this shit. This is that primo shit. You know how when you're like, I haven't got any internet, I can't go on live link for my like death videos. Well, I don't really want to. And then suddenly it's like, keep watching, Carol. Like, just that one bit, I was like, God, that, yeah, this in, reminds me of why I They had to make their own snuff films. <laughs> they had to get two people in a room and be like... They were called snuff plays, because they were live. They had to be all like, back in the day, we had to make our porn, alright? So they just got two people in a room. Back in the day, we had now. to have our own sex. <laughs> what? How the fuck anyway, would you do that? Um, anyway. So that's my highlight, is the vice president, Carol. What's your... Highlight. So many moments to pick from. I know. So many lowlights with Graham Spectre. Yes. I liked something to do with jacuzzi. Which one? <laughs> the bit on the window? The bit in the thing, the warehouse? Okay, yeah, there were there were enough lowlights to pick from. So I will say that I liked in jacuzzi on the window with Nice. Mm. Um, mm. But I feel like it should have been in the tele- televised episodes. Yes, it really should have been. <laughs> lowlights. Graham talks too much for certain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that the entire low light? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I know my low light, without a fucking doubt, would not in fact involve Graham. Wow. It would involve Claire and Rachel sitting at that fucking restaurant talking. I also think about the, nothing. The structure of that final episode, like I understand they are going for this thematic life goes on story, story, story stuff. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, jumping from the cliffhanger of, oh, Claire and Graham are going to fight to like 15 minutes of debriefing the Daily Days boys. And having a conversation over some penne. Yeah. It's a bit like, okay. It's a bit low energy. Hmm. But like that specific conversation. I I suppose this whole three episode arc is kind of an epilogue in itself. Well, yeah, but that whole thing in the the restaurant or at the restaurant, because they're not in it. Mm -hmm. It was just like, so, you want to marry this girl? It's like, yeah, I do. It's like, cool. I kind of feel like... That, that could have been it. I kind of feel like these whole three episodes would have been better served without the Graham stuff, because then it would all be epilogue life goes on. It would have been two episodes, not three. Yeah. 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 Whereas they, tr- like, it feels like they're tr- trying to shoehorn in, like, another quote-unquote arc. Hmm. And just trying to be like, no, 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 it's meta. Graham, he's a threat in and of himself, except he just kind of gives up and goes home. Do you reckon it'd be better if they split out his constant ravings into, like, a full 14-part series? Yeah, if they did a season two, it would have been a bit more diluted. Yeah. And then he could have talked a bit, we could have had something, could have talked a bit, could have had something. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's a show yeah. called, I want to say like, Dura-ra-ra-ra-ra. Dura-ra-ra-ra. Do you mean Dororo-hetero? No. With the big lizard head? No. Dura-ra-hetero-ra-ra. I'll check it out. Not Bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo. Okay. Hey, here's a newsflash. Anime has fucking stupid names. What are you talking about? Fate Stay Night is a perfectly sensible name. Dura-ra-ra-ra. Two exclamation points. Often shortened to D-R-R-R. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. From what I understand... What's the sound that the thing from Mario makes? Oh, the the womp. And the That That noise. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, also written by Ryogo Narita. Oh, it's sort of stylistically similar to Barcolo, Barcano in that it's got a lot going on. Okay, it's a regular Barcano in that sense. Ah. Uh, but from what I remember, I've never watched it. Though I, my former housemate was a big fan of it. Mm. It's like takes place in modern day Japan. It's got some sort of urban fantasy elements. One of the characters is a modern day headless horsewoman who rides a motorcycle. Okay, okay. It seems interesting. If you like Barkano, you'll probably like it, but you'll never know if you like Barkano because you can't watch it anywhere. <laughs> it's literally not available. <laughs> Except for it's the been... secret subterranean vaults of the internet. Yep. Uh, there's also the theory that it's been superseded by this one. So maybe this is the new Barkano. Same plot, same characters. Anyway, I'm not going to watch it, but you might. You listen to an anime podcast, you probably like anime a no, lot. No, I don't. I'm not talking to you, Nick. I'm talking to the listener. Oh, is that why you're not looking at me? I'll never look at you. If you trace back our friendship, <laughs> Nick, I have never looked directly at you. <laughs> I've never looked in your eyes. I've never looked in your smile. Yeah, I'm like Ellen. Do not look at me in the eyes. <laughs> Keep your eyes down. Okay. Um. So next up. Well, hang on. No. What? I, I cut <gasps> you off before. Nick, what, who was your favourite Barkano? Oh, who is my favourite Barkano? Yeah. Ooh. Let's, let's, we've got to do a debrief on Barkano. I, mean, I mean, obviously, Isaac and Maria are my by far my favourite Barkano. Yeah, on my first watch, they were definitely my faves. Just, mwah. I think I've really come around on my second watch, you know, separated by over a decade as they were, by uh, on Claire Stanfield. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. having remembered who he was, like, midway through episode one or two, it was nice to see those early hints as to his whole deal. Ah, okay. So you're a big... Uh... Big psychopathic assassin yeah, fanboy. I stand Claire Stanfield. <laughs> I stand by the Stanfield. Also, I've been watching Hannibal a lot lately, so oh, maybe so I'm probably, just really yeah. into murderers yeah, right now. You might now. really enjoy a, a charismatic murderer. Yeah. I tweeted on the JoJo's One Twitter account this past week watching the Hannibal season two finale that this one episode has all of the top 10 anime betrayals. <laughs> it's got your what's You don't need face? to know. It'll your be other guy, you. the dude man. You know, they're all there. Of course, Meds Mickelson, best known for his seminal role in Hideo Kojima's magnum oh opus, God. Death Stranding. Oh, what a guy. Nick, who was your least favourite Barkano? My least favourite Barkano? Mine was Graham. <laughs> Graham was a bit of a shit, wasn't he? Brought him in too late, spoke too much about nothing, did too little, gave up and went home at the end after a mild inconvenience. Gotta say, maybe... Mine might actually just be... Cube sugar? No, no. How dare you? How dare you imply a single bad thing about cube sugar, okay? <laughs> that man knows what he's about. That's my SoundCloud rapper name. Uh, I want to say Trevor really did do fuck all, didn't he? Who's Trevor? I mean, not Trevor, Graham. They're both, they both have two-syllable names. Trevor's my dad's name. <laughs> Trevor really did fuck all, <laughs> didn't he? No, Graham really was just kind of... Anytime extraneous. He, anytime he came on screen, I was like, oh, In God, a series full of 
too many characters with their own shit going on. Graham was one character too many with too much of his own shit going on. He was an unwanted addition that Lad Russo already filled out and we went there. It was like, I feel like okay. Lua was underserviced by the show too. Yeah, Lua was She's a just kind of a prop for Lad. But Lua at the very least was like... Do you, do you want to kill me now? Yeah. And she had she something... She was intriguing that, in yeah. her own right. She was mysterious and a lustful... Likewise, Miser didn't really person. do much in the main thrust of the show, but had enough backstory baggage to carry him through. Yeah. Uh, the Gandors... Did, they did some shit. They killed most, people. Mostly luck, though. And the other two kind of existed as an extension of luck. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. The Runeratas did fuck all. Yep. Yep. Fuck the Runaradas coming out and saying, I don't care who comes after me. <gasps> what if the Runaradas come They'll after They'll never you? find me. <laughs> they don't know where you live. At the base of the Hudson River. Oh, shit. Um, so, Nick, what's next on Barkano? What's the name of this fucking show? Well, Nick, next, of course, we're going to do another couple of episodes of the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure 1990s OVA. Hell yes! Then we will see if we have any access to um, the... Uh, live action adaptation of Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan being released in December. Yes. We can access that in a understandable format at yes. all. Yes! Uh, at some point we'll touch on the news of these JoJo radio events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we will explore the uh, abstract symbolism and and deep psychological nature. lesbian sword fighting <laughs> of uh, What's revolutionary girl Utana. Revolutionary girl Utana. In which Utana is a revolutionary girl who enrolls in a school and has to have a bunch of sword fights to protect some sort of princess girl. Revolutionary girl. How do you spell Utana? U-T-E-N-A. Utana. Or Utina, we'll find out. Utna. Yep. 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 Revolutionary girl, Utna. So we'll probably do like the first arc of episodes of that because mm-hmm. it's like a like you know it's one of those long 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 boys oh, it was like twenty six episodes it's like or fifty episodes or something it's fifty episodes. I don't know. Um, uh, so we'll probably do the first arc of that, which will be like thirteen episodes, okay. and then do a capstone with the movie, which is like a a bridged retelling of the whole thing, oh, maybe, nice. maybe with an alternate ending. I'm not sure. Cool, I like that. The only thing I know about it is that it has a lot of abstract symbolism. It's very gay. Uh, and that uh, the colour red is used to symbolise characters engaging in like self-empowerment. And control yeah. of one's life. Eating a giant bowl of penne pasta and going, yes. Yeah, the red-haired Claire Stanfield is in perfect control of himself at all times. Dude, but I really feel like pasta now after Claire Stanfield <laughs> ate that pasta. But that's a Barcano for another time. Thank you for listening. To our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion show. Where we recapped and discussed... Bacano. Bacano. Hey, you were coming to me? You come and get my Vegeta, huh? Uh, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I had something, but it left me. You're just like... The spirit left me. That's for next episode, much like Dragon Ball Z. It's been an enjoyable time. I agree. I'm looking forward to more JoJo. Me too. And I'm also looking forward to this insane lesbian sword fighting anime. Which, okay, so oh. I, I, I want to put it out there that like I'm not just pulling this like gay sword fighting such lesbian sword fighting yeah. like, thing out of my ass. No, like, you... They they sleep on like a bed which has like like imagine like a Z shape. Uh-huh. So there's two like beds for them to lie on. Yeah. Then in between them is like a designated hand holding zone <laughs> of Mate, mattress. What if they're really good friends? Like what? I mean, come on, you can't sleep alone. 
They're like otters. <laughs> they hold hands so they don't float away. It's like such like unrequited gay longing in the whole thing. Oh, I'm so keen. Gonna love it. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be a good feel-good anime, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, patreon.com slash Jojo's World. It's a good time. Yeah, it's a good place. We're talking about pivoting that to a, like a tip jar format and focusing on the main feed a bit more going forward. Uh, just a heads up for our patrons for probably December onward. Mm-hmm. Just be aware of that. Uh, we'll do some Jojo Rimo stuff there pretty soon. Yeah. We're gonna... It's a bit delayed just because of life, but uh, we're each writing our own fan fiction. I'm going to curate a selection of other ones. <laughs> and then we'll just read them out. Yep. We'll just read that shit out. But yes, uh, probably from next year onward, possibly from starting in December, we'll be looking at... Uh, Next year onwards, possibly in December. Yeah, it's all pretty vague. Pretty undefined. <laughs> we don't know what's happening. Lucy Goosey, baby. This is our podcast, goddammit. Um, yeah, using the Patreon uh, just for for much appreciated support. But uh, seeing as, you know, looking at our both our listener base and our income needs and versus our time needs, uh, dropping occasional bonus things into the main feed rather than having a Patreon-exclusive feed. Mm. Which would be fun, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, you'll get yours. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and until then, to, to be, be continued. continued. God, I love our listeners. <laughs>